Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We help committed people stop wasting time and stop compromising on their goals. We build and rebuild strong people through one-on-one custom fitness solutions. No filler, no nonsense, no time to waste. Let's talk about it. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Today, we are talking about principles over methods. Really, really important. The best in the world follow principles, follow values, follow a mission over specific methods. I firmly believe this is true. Every conversation I've had with really high performers, people who are excellent at what they do, they follow strong principles, and employ usually a number of different methods. Now, what do I mean by this? Principles over methods. So if we are following the North Star of fitness and wellness, letting people be the best expression of themselves, moving them toward their individual goals, right? We follow the goals, we follow the why. If that is our value, fitness and wellness so people can live their fullest, most fulfilling life, say yes to everything they ever want to say, and be incredible human beings. To do that, especially for individuals, will likely require a broad range of methods to get people there. The 75-year-old veteran who's had both knees replaced, can't bend over and touch his toes, and really wants to be able to keep up with his grandkids when they're running around in a field, is going to need a very different prescription than the 22-year-old with weightlifting aspirations. They should not be doing the same thing. It would be ridiculous for them to do the same thing. Now, that is perhaps an obvious contrast because they're so different. But You can bring it really close together. Two people, same gender, same age, same height, same weight. If one person has been training CrossFit for 10 years, and the other person has been a triathlete for the past 10 years, and they both come in with knee pain, but they want to keep exercising, their programs will look very, very different. And they should look different. The same program will not be effective for both of those people. I was thinking of this. I was talking with a colleague recently about sort of hyper-specialists versus craftspeople. It's not exactly the way we put it, but it's how I think I've refined it in my brain. And hyper-specialists do very well on social media uh, because it's easy to market. And to be clear, I do not begrudge these people any of their success. A lot of them are doing really smart work. But you can, you're probably already thinking of some examples. People who follow one method. We do this. And maybe it's we use this piece of equipment. Or we use this piece of gear when we weightlift, or we only exercise with this methodology. We only follow this kind of program. We only work out in these time domains. We only do these kind of principles. We only do this sort of movement, whatever it is. Those hyper-specialists are not necessarily doing anything wrong. They aren't actually doing anything wrong. They're selling a very specific thing and usually showing a bunch of different versions of how that thing could be useful to one person. And they might be right. That thing could be very useful. It's likely not the only thing you should be doing. And truly, 
it's more marketing than real life in practice that you're seeing. If someone is telling you to drag a sled every single day, and the only thing you need to do is drag a sled, that already sounds silly, doesn't it? Of course, dragging a sled isn't the only thing you need. If you want to be a fit, well human being at the fullest expression of who you could be. And the same goes for any methodology. You probably need to be doing more than only running. You probably need to be doing more than only bench pressing. You probably need to be doing more than only doing cool gymnastics, rotation, functional engineering, locomotion drills. Now, all of these things have their spot, and all of these things could be very useful. Look at the broad picture versus specific methods. Again, all of these methods may be useful. We have found that generally the best programs, the most successful programs, are a melding of a bunch of different methods. Depending on the kind of goals the person has, their training history, their injury history, sort of the essence of the person. James Fitzgerald taught me that, and I, I didn't understand it at the time. This was eight years ago, I think, and I understand it a lot more now. James Fitzgerald, uh, OPT, he owns OPEX. He's a very smart coach and programmer, and he talked about getting to the essence of a person when you're trying to program for them. And it's all of the things that make them up. Who are they? How do they communicate? What are their goals? What is their why? What is their schedule? What is their life? What are their stresses? What do they do? How is their sleep? How is their nutrition? All of these things make up the complete person and you can get a really good idea of the kind of program they should have. And it will likely be a combination. And maybe that person needs to pull a sled twice a week. And maybe they need to do some cool locomotion rotation drills once or twice a week. And maybe they need to be running once or twice a week. Maybe they need to be doing some bench pressing and weightlifting a few times a week. All of these things can be true at the same time. Now, if your goals, if your why is to be a competitive powerlifter or to do a bodybuilding show or to compete in Olympic weightlifting or to compete in any, any competitive race thing, it's going to be a little more specific. If your goal is to run your first half marathon, you're going to be running a couple of times a week and the rest of the training will likely be designed one, to shore up those runs, to make sure they're successful, to make sure you can recover from them, and to put some accessory pieces around it to make sure you are strong and resilient when you are running. If you have more time in your schedule, then we will likely build out a fuller program to deal with the rest of you, make sure your lower back is strong, pay attention to your upper body and mobility a little bit, et cetera, et cetera. But if your goal is to be fit, be well, get in shape, get out of pain, broad Broad programs are often really useful. Now, again, we are talking about an individual program custom built for one person from the ground up, but with access to a broad variety of methods. If you get canonical about only this kind of program works, I only train with this, I only use this piece of equipment, I only use barbells, I only use dumbbells, I only use kettlebells, I only use sandbags, I only use things I can find in nature. I only flip tires and swing sledgehammers. I know you don't find those in nature, but I was thinking around the house and I live in a city. So yeah, like you find tires and sledgehammers in nature. You are cutting yourself off some from things that are potentially useful. All of these things, all of these specific methods are potentially very useful. If you can put them together in an intelligent way, then you really have something on your hands. And for coaches out there, Truly, this is for athletes and coaches. I suggest exposing yourself 
to as many of these methods as you can and getting in there for a little while. And yes, this is probably going to interfere with your training. If your goal is to be a coach, if you want to do this for a career, if you want to be great at it, I suggest you do this and spend time in other methods to see how they feel, to see how you respond, to learn all the little tips and tricks and small elements that make something work. And if that is quote unquote detrimental to your training, you may not fully understand your goals or being a coach may not be the highest value for you. And if that's true, I will tell you now you're going to have a hard time. If your own training is more important to you than coaching, than your career, I think you're going to have a hard time unless you want to coach people who are only competitive in the one thing that you're training as, which is an option. It's absolutely an option. But it has served me incredibly well. I've spent you know a couple of years doing gymnastics and a couple of years doing powerlifting and a number of years doing CrossFit and a couple of years doing Olympic lifting and a couple like all of these things. And I, you have to do at least a number of months, three to six months at least. So you can see what it feels like. But do these things. Follow Gymnastics Bodies programming. Follow Marcus Philly's programming. Follow Comp Train programming. Follow Edo Portal's work. Follow, find these things. Whatever calls out to you and seems like it might be interesting, especially if it's not something you're doing right now, follow it. So you can understand what those methods are, understand how they're put together, understand the whys and the, the tips and tricks. And as you do more of these to a certain level of quality and competence, you will start seeing how much they overlap and how much of the marketing of a thing as very niche and specific versus the real life practice of a thing is actually a little broader and a little more nuanced and certainly more full you will start seeing all the mobility work that is actually in a number of these programs. You will start seeing all of the ab work that is just included, of course, in all of these programs. You will start seeing the speed and explosiveness and power generation that is already a part of all of these programs. Spend some time in these things. Understand what the hyper-specialists are doing and then bring it back to your workbench and develop yourself as a world-class craftsperson. Understand the why, and then you can really go forward. Last thing here, I just want to tack this on and then we'll move on. This also goes for individual exercises. I've been talking about tools and methods, but this also goes for the, the why of you do and how that you do certain exercises. Back squat. There is a reason to screw your feet into the ground and develop a bunch of torque and brace really hard through a back squat. That is one way of doing a back squat. There are also really good reasons to stay loose, to not have your feet screwed into the ground, and to breathe, inhaling and exhaling the entire time as you move through a back squat. Different applications, different principles, different reasons to do that movement a certain way. Neither one is wrong. It matters where you're going. Follow the goals, follow the why, let those be the North Star and you will start understanding. Then you will see why this person does a single leg RDL, and I want them to stay really square and balanced, and their hips and shoulders to stay perpendicular, uh, parallel to the ground the entire time, and fight that rotation. And a different person, I want them to rotate as much as possible. 
and this person is holding the weight in one hand, and this person is holding the weight in another hand, and a third person is holding a barbell, and a fourth person is holding two kettlebells. All of those things, the same movement, single leg deadlift, single leg Romanian deadlift, but for a different reason, so following slightly different methods because we're following this principle of making them strong, fit, healthy, well, functional. If you want to nerd out and talk about the different reasons to do these exercises, I am totally down. You can hit us up in the DMs. But almost every exercise, there's reasons to do it a certain way. This comes up in CrossFit all the time. People will make fun of CrossFit for doing their kipping pull-up. And typically the criticism is something along the lines of, well, that's not a real pull-up or that's cheating. It's not. It's an entirely different reason. It's an entirely different goal. It's an entirely different why for that movement. If you're doing pull-ups to get a big, strong back, you shouldn't be kipping them. If you're doing pull-ups as part of a high-intensity workout for cardio, yes, if you can do them safely and well, Kipping pull-ups are a great idea. They're really useful. Understand the why. Understand the goal. And you'll start understanding where all of these different methods fit. And you will start maybe seeing the why behind different things. And that also gives you access to all of these other methods. If you spend a bunch of time thinking that kipping is cheating or sumo deadlifts are cheating or Pilates is just stretching or long, slow distance running is stupid and doesn't make any sense. I encourage you to take a longer look at it and understand the whys behind these things. And you will be able, if you want, to start including all of these things in your very own program, in your very own life, in your very own training. Follow principles, not methods. I'm telling you the best in the world do this, and you want to be the best in the world too. I think we're going to leave it there, team. Thank you so much. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your subscriptions. Your written reviews make a big difference. Thank you for those. Please keep them coming. Drop five stars while you're there. If you find these podcasts helpful, share them with friends. Send it on. We love it when this stuff gets shared outside of our bubble, outside of you folks. Any feedback, hit us up on Instagram at feelstrongfit on Instagram. DMs are open there for all of your questions and feedback. More questions about the program or you're ready to get started, feelstrong.me is the website feelstrong.me. If you're ready to make a change, if you're ready to feel better than you have in a long time, get in touch. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong.